As we depart from Pesach, the holiday of faith, we must reinforce our commitment to embarking on the journey of faith. There is no greater embodiment of Amuna than living a spiritual, holistic life in an often torn and chaotic world. As we read Parshas Kedoshim, the words of Kedoshim Tihu, you shall be holy, ring in our ears. And this is not a call to be transcendent, angelic beings, lofty and perfect, beyond the struggle innate within the human condition. This is not permission to deny our humanity and restrict our sense of self. This is a calling to be human, to be the ultimate human, to bring transcendence and spirituality into this world. We don't aim to escape the world, we aim to transform it. And Kedusha is not transcendence or escapism, it's marrying transcendence with the imminent. And this is the journey of faith, whereby each individual must embark on a quest for internal and objective truth, where we must leave the comfort of the known and travel towards the infinite, towards the future we know we are destined for, towards our own personal and collective purpose. And there are five stages in this journey of faith. The first stage is Amuna Pshuta, simple faith. If you take a two-year-old child on a walk in the park, all he experiences is life itself. He'll point at the birds and the trees and exclaim, Whoa! Or point at something and shout, This! He doesn't yet have a categorized mind. He doesn't give names to anything. He simply sees reality as it is. As this child, you experience life with no questions, no options. Everything is simply pure, true. Beautiful. But then you learn how to speak. The world suddenly becomes a mystery. You walk around in wonder and confusion because you have questions. You're learning to communicate. And if you're taught to believe in Hashem and God, you do. Not because you have any reason to, but because your parents or teachers tell you that Hashem loves you, that He created you, that He cares about you, and that He gave you this delicious cookie as a present. And as you develop through the years, the things you're taught and told become increasingly complex. Suddenly you're told that Hashem can see everything that you do, Hashem can forgive you, that He gives you challenges. However, you're still at an age where you accept these facts at face value, adopting them because that's what people tell you is truth. At this stage, belief is obedience, not something you've discovered. This stage is blind faith. But then you get to the third stage, where as you get older, you want more. You want to meet Hashem, to talk to Him. You want to genuinely, deeply believe in Him, but you struggle. It's hard. If only you could see Him, touch Him, or even hear Him, then you'd believe. You just want some indication that He's here, watching and caring, just as you were told when you were growing up. And every once in a while, a coincidental encounter with Hashem, the sublime, occurs. Maybe your life was saved. Maybe you just made your flight or just missed it and later heard that it crashed. 
Maybe you found your soulmate, did well on a test, got the job. Maybe you had your first child, your illness was cured, or you won against all odds. Maybe you were just in the exact right place at the exact right time. But suddenly, you believe it's real, at least to you. You're convinced. You walk around floating on cloud nine. Life is good, pure, true, and beautiful. Here, faith becomes personal, not just something foisted upon you by others. However, your faith at this stage is simplistic. Somewhere along the line, this is no longer enough. You want more. You need more. Rational, logical, and philosophical questions come up. If God exists, then? And how can God exist if? Or why would God do? And maybe your life falls apart and you cry out, how can this be happening to me? So that's why we need this fourth stage, which is the rational stage. You need rational proofs, logic, philosophy, science, math, algorithms, intellect. So you begin to collect proofs. A Big Bang may explain how the world came about, but where did the Big Bang come from? Something higher must have set it in action. There must be a source of the very matter that made the Big Bang. Or the world is so sophisticated and organized to an extent that it's impossible to have randomly come about. It must have been created and ordered this way by something higher. Quantum physics shows that the world is an expression of supreme consciousness. So Hashem must be the neshama, the consciousness of the world. Or Einstein proved that time and space is relative, and that each human being experiences a present in relation to himself. Objectively, though, there's a dimension that transcends time and space. Hashem must be that which transcends time and space. This fourth stage is tremendously more developed than the two before it. At this stage, your faith is something you've worked towards intellectually and developmentally, something that you have devoted thought and research towards. However, in truth, this stage is limited as well. You may have proven that Hashem exists, but it ends there. Knowing that Hashem exists doesn't mean that you have a relationship with him. It doesn't help you truly know him, to connect on the deepest of levels. The Ramchal of Moshe Litzato explains in the Sefer Das Tfunos, The Knowing Heart, that rational proofs may reveal Hashem's existence, but they do not allow for a deeper understanding and knowledge of Hashem. You may know that God exists, but what does that mean experientially? How does this manifest in your actual experience of life. You know that God exists, but there's more. While many people stop here, we are enjoined to push ourselves further. And this is why we need the fifth level of experiential knowledge, of truly experiencing and knowing Hashem. Because there are certain things that cannot be explained rationally. They transcend logical and rational explanations. They can only be experienced. And these phenomena are not irrational, they're post-rational. Reason and logic lead you to them, but only experience itself can verify them. If you've ever experienced something from this realm, 
You can't simply prove its existence to someone else, for one must experience it himself or herself in order to truly know it. For example, if someone has never eaten chocolate before, it's impossible to explain to them what it tastes like. You need to taste it and experience it for yourself. And the same is true for spiritual wisdom. Love can't be explained, only experienced. The physiological effects of love on our bodies and minds can be observed, but the power and driving force behind love cannot be rationally explained. Although it's impossible to logically and rationally prove the existence of free will, the fact that you possess free will is experienced every time you face a moral dilemma. The genuine pull towards evil and the rich satisfaction when we triumph is inherent to human decision-making. And yet, it's impossible to scientifically pin down the origins of decision-making in our brains. And true goodness cannot be explained, only experienced. If you ask someone to explain the nature and meaning of what is good and right in the world, he or she may be able to give you examples, but the truth of what is good lies beyond the realm of logic. It is something we know deeply within ourselves. And the fact that life has meaning and purpose is intrinsic to the human experience and yet impossible to prove. You know deep down that you are unique, that you were created for a reason, and that you have a unique mission in this world, yet again, it's impossible to prove this. The above phenomena defy logical and rational explanations. They're experienced deep within our consciousness, deep within our existential experience of reality. And deeper Torah knowledge as well requires this post-rational experience weaving our way through the inner dimensions of Torah consciousness. At this stage, you see reality as it is. No questions, no options. Everything is just pure, true, beautiful. But then you notice something grand euphoric, unexplainable. This was the exact experience you had during the first stage. Your journey through life was actually the creation of an epic and cosmic circle. You lost that transcendent connection to oneness so that you could journey through life to rebuild it. Except this time, it's real, it's earned, and therefore it's yours. You chose it, you built it, and now you get to experience it. Because life is full of ups and downs, light and darkness, clarity and faith. Belief is not static. It's a process, something you must constantly build, mold, and develop. And when in the midst of struggle and darkness, remember how far you've come. Remember why you're here. Remember your why in life. And then push forward. Push forward. And take the next leap forward in your journey of faith.